This week in league, Sonny Bill backflips back into the New Zealand World Cup side, which is Glenn's number one fantasy. If you replace New Zealand World Cup side with wading pool full of whipped cream. Nate rows home on a sea of tears to recount the grand final. Jorge Tofua turns his back on his Mexican heritage to represent Tonga in the Rugby League World Cup. Plus we preview absolutely nothing because the season is done, man. All that and more this week in league. Welcome to episode 141 of This Week in League. I'm Nate. And I'm Glenn. <laughs> um, let's start off with some feedback um, from Twitter through the week. Um, we didn't get anything hit by the email, but Twitter, we had, uh, and this is funny, this is actually, like, there's two tweets here. It's a two-part tweet. One was first thing this morning. One was after about 4.35 this afternoon. So it's from Ben Skinner, who I had the opportunity to meet, and in fact shared a limo ride with, uh, to and from the Grand Final, and he's a good guy. I bet he thinks you're a cock. Yeah, Look, you know, it's hard for me to say because I was very drunk. <laughs> Certain things have taken longer to come back to in recollection than others. Um, news uh, NZRL statement about Sonny SPW being left out of the WC squad. Official reason? Crowding. Hash crowding. <laughs> and let me tell you, Manly supporters could actually make this the hashtag of the year in the space of two weeks. I swear to God, it's a thing. Um, and then, then later on, he sent me one said, "Breaking SBW in the NZWC squad reports of crowding proved to be untrue." Hash crowding. Hash only in grand finals. <laughs> <laughs> um, had one from uh, our mate at Hammers, which is H four M M E R Z, which is um basically sends a tweet uh you know about how about how Twitter fuck ups should be resolved. Yes. Rather than blaming, like, you know, your cousin and, um, you know, that sort of thing as well. So, I've got the article open here, and um, it's it's concerning baseball. And, in fact, uh, you know, Tampa Bay and the Red Sox and, uh, in, in the playoffs. And uh, I'll just go through the article. Um, <clears throat> after Tampa Bay's 7-4 loss to the Red Sox Saturday night, Ray starter David Price vented his frustrations to the media, the fans, and the Twitterverse. Among his targets were the nerds in the media... And he sent out a tweet that said, uh, Dirk Hayhurst couldn't hack it. Tom Verducci wasn't even a water boy in high school, but yet they can still bash a player. Save it, nerds. <laughs> and um, he was also critical of David Ortiz, who's obviously uh, you know opposition player, who hit t- two home runs off him, and Price took exception with Ortiz's style and ways. He said, He knows how I've pitched to him in the last year and a half, probably two years. He steps in the bucket and hits a homer, and he stares at it to see if it's fair or foul. I'm sure that's what he'd say. But as soon as he hit it and I saw it, I knew it was fair. Run as soon as he hit it, and I saw. Oh, sorry, they fucked up the article and put it twice. But as soon as he hit it, and I saw it, I knew it was fair. Run. So then he had a workout on Sunday. This when did he first do it? it? Was like Saturday, I think it was. It was Saturday night. So he's turned around, you know, probably twelve hours later, and I come back and said, you know, we talked, we straightened things out. I have a lot of respect for David, and he does the same for me. I'm not going to make a big deal out of this. I understand his frustration. He's a good pitcher. He's a guy that wants to see results every time we go out there. Sometimes things get out of hand. When you don't see those results, you feel sometimes frustrated about them. But everything's fine. And then so he went to Twitter again and said, Last night got out of hand and I apologise for the things that I said on here. If I offended you, I'm very sorry for doing so. Hash, that's not me. Well handled, son. So, so we've got a guy there who, who, you know, was a bit of a gronk. Spouting off, obviously, in the heat of the moment, as people, as people you know, do. Sports stars and, and fans, you know, podcasters. And you podcasts, know, everybody hosts like, yeah. and stuff. Yeah, exactly. Such as yourself, Nathan. Yeah, but, 
I do stand by my, my statement on Sunday night that, that, that when the kiss can came on, the, that Shane Hayne can kiss me on the dick. Um, <laughs> I, I do stand by that, Shane, and um, the offer, the, the door is open if you if you do want to kiss me on the dick. Um, but it was, just, it, was, it was refreshing to see a, a professional sportsman. Not blaming not, on his cousin. Not have a mystery cousin or, or dad. dad or, you know, left his phone somewhere and was hacked. But, you know, it was mysteriously typed out in exactly the same way that he types out all his previous tweets, Willie Mason. So yeah, it was refreshing to see someone, and you know, I guess that's just you know more professional, uh, you know, in the professional sports in the states, exactly. much more media scrutiny, and uh, you know maybe you can't hide a cousin over there, <laughs> or maybe maybe you know, or mate, maybe when you earn that that sort of money, you just don't give a fuck. Yeah, that's possible too. <laughs> if you're a starting pitcher uh, for a major league baseball team, yeah. I would imagine that you could. Yeah, a couple of million reasons to fucking yeah. you know bite your tongue or you know, swallow your pride and actually apologise. Exactly. Okay, uh, Jeremy underscore Jack01 sent us a tweet and said, um, do you guys think the bigger games are ref differently to normal NRL games? Yes. Or less penalties in finals than Origin? Yes, 100%. I do. Origin, Origin in particular. Origin in particular. Origin is a, is a classic case. Origin is probably the big games in quotes where it started being yep. ref differently, I think. I think finals is, um has developed that way as well. Um, <clears throat> I think it's probably as much to do with the... the, the the viewing spectacle as as much as anything else and you know the referees are obviously um, under instruction I don't think they sort of manage to go out there of their own accord and um, and referee oh, I, I think, differently I, I think, think personal I think personal feelings and stuff like that definitely can come into it Bill Harrigan was he was he was known for it Greg Hartley yeah and then you've got, got you've got Shane Hayne where if you if you rewind to um, late September in 2011 where he's referring a manly game and he said to Kieran Foran and Jamie Lyon, he says, he says, get away from me, I've had a gut full of you. And then, fast forward 2011 finals, he doesn't get a refereeing job. <laughs> Missing the money that he, obviously there, he's been biding his time for two years. <laughs> there you go, payback's a motherfucker. But God. yeah, but they definitely do. They, def- they definitely do. And, and I think it's probably, as you mentioned, I think it's probably as much to do with the, the talent on show as anything else. I think the, the higher quality of player probably does lead to um, less nitpicking at times, but um, yeah, Origin by far would be the standout as far as um, the standard of refereeing and certainly the policing of certain things. Um, probably policing being... of onside and ruck stuff goes out the window in games like this. Mm. I mean, such a look at like a side like the Roosters, averaged uh, with the worst the worst discipline side in the comp, and averaged eleven penalties against through the the season. And the grand final two penalties, yeah, including and they were both in the first fifteen minutes of play. <laughs> <laughs> so, so they got sixty, sixty-five minutes without a single penalty after that. So, yeah, I mean, oh, it is a little bit sus. Um, Speaks to Manly's capitulation. Facebook. Anthony Crozier. See, he saw a classic banner in the crowd. Horro, is it me you're looking for? <laughs> <laughs> Did I hear that there was a Hiku Haiku banner? I, you know, I have feeling Jono at Mad Cow's he was the one that stated that but I think he was just saying it meaning there was a banner about, about Hiku in the crowd I I didn't see it I haven't watched the full game but like I, he said look track back to where I was tweeting what what happened either side of that you know and it was around the time when Jamie Lyon got the try you know who'd have time to do that yeah. fucking school teachers you'd think so yeah you're doing three parts of fuck all else I only work like 20 weeks a year pretty much exactly exactly fucking earning exorbitant money yeah exactly doing fuck all I exactly. mean doing a pretty shit job of it too I might add <laughs> I mean the youth of today Gen Y people like John have a lot to answer for yeah so um, 
you, you've started this this, this Hiku Haiku banner thing. I saw uh, around the time of Jamie Lyons try, I saw like just one that just literally said, you know, Peter Hiku, like massive, but you know, just in massive letters. There's no Hiku Haiku there, so I wonder if he just meant there was one about Peter right. Hiku and like like as if he's using Hiku Haiku as a nickname. You'd think he'd not... be able to articulate himself continu- considering his fucking school teacher, and it's a well, disgrace. I mean, a big thing they do in school, you know, it's like reading comprehension and stuff like that, and so yeah. he, he should be able to comprehend that the Hiku Haiku thing. It's not, he's not, it's so. not his. Maybe haiku's, he's such a fucking ham-fisted his, fucking hick. Ha- haiku is not his nickname. It's in fact this is like it's a little running gag thing with the yeah. haiku, you know, poetry form. He's not actually. That's not like his nickname. I mean, it's, it's like you know, it's just the thing. Yeah, I mean, we shouldn't have to explain this to a fucking school teacher. I know. I the know. fact that he couldn't, you know, find the time to get his little ham hocks to hit pause and fast forward and play on his on his video player. Yeah. On his on his TV remote, making me download it. So I like, yeah. you think I want to watch that game? Man, mate. You're not a school teacher. You think I you got to... no spare time? Yeah, and you think I want to watch the game football again anyway? <laughs> <laughs> I was there. I don't need to fucking watch it again. Um, <laughs> finally, from Facebook, Dave Butler. For the record, he's tweeted this at halftime pretty much. For the record, the TAB has Manly at $2.60 outsider at halftime. So in, eff- in essence, I'm going to get that price about Shane Haynes squaring up a shit first half against Manly. Don't mind if I do. Hash ref's fault, hash gamble responsibly, hash fuck off Tom, hash shove your decline up your ass cunts. <laughs> um, I, I love the hashtags and, and quite frankly that last hashtag was probably the reason why I read it out. But um, no, actually both halves. <laughs> there was no squaring up, mate. News. Okay, uh, first story in no order of importance, really. But the Aussie World Cup squad with the grand final out of the way, the Aussie World Cup squad has been named. And you know what? There's a fucking dubious positional inclusions in this game. The article that I've got here is basically about um, Josh and Brett Morris playing together. Mm. Now, you know, it's a lovely story, but I'm, you know, if you know me, you know that brother stories don't fucking move me at all. Otherwise, I would have been jizzing over the four fucking watermelon-headed Burgeye story True. You know, that took place a couple of weeks ago. You do love the uh, Stewart brothers. I do, but I mean, them playing Delinquents together... Delinquents as they are. Them playing together for Australia has been done five years ago. It's fucking old news, man. I mean, they've done that. They've smashed that. But um, I'm not a massive... Uh, you know, I don't think that, jo- that Josh Morris had a very good season. <laughs> and I don't think Brett Morris had a great season either, for that matter. Uh, I think Josh probably outshone Brett, to be honest. But yeah, but he didn't do anything this season as compared to maybe last season. Because his side, you know, there was a, there was a natural decline in his sure. side as well, which affected you know his form. Remember, he I went. I think he had a reasonable year. But, but remember Josh. how many how many weeks he went before he actually even got his first try? Yeah, like about thirteen or something. Like it was, it was a fair way through the season when he actually got on the board. But um, so and they're actually saying that they've started talking shit, and uh, Brett, in fact, was saying that um that uh New Zealand and England would would feel their strongest sides in years, and he's saying we've always been favourites, and they're probably going to have that tag on us again. But there's definitely going to be some high quality sides. It's going to be the strongest World Cup in recent times. The English side is probably the strongest side they've had in a very long time. The Kiwis won the last World Cup and they've got better since then, so we're going to have to do our best if we want to beat both of those sides. They're saying because Benji Marshall retired, the Kiwis have got better? How fucking dare you, Morris Brothers? That is a factual thing, though. Yeah. They've got a proper 5 8 now. All these fucking part time fucking sideline passes. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, let's just go through the squad. And these are in order of a surname, obviously. Bird. I think probably fair inclusion, yeah. Yeah. Just sing out if you know if you 
Uh, I think anything's dubious or bullshit. controversial. Yeah. Um, Boyd. They're gonna have him on. A, they're gonna have him on the wing too. So I mean, you know, probably not necessary, right? You think? I mean, oh, look, look, he gets in your. He always acquits himself well at Origin time. He's not. He's not spectacular, but he's always solid. So I suppose he's. he's Don't safe. have an issue with him being there. Yeah. I probably had more issue with him being dropped in favour of Lottie Tagiri a few years ago. Yeah. <laughs> Cherry Evans demands it. Yeah, absolutely. Cordner. I still, I still think he's a little bit of a media creation. Yeah. I mean, he was a bolter to get into Origin. Now, all of a sudden, he's after weeks off and not really just, doing anything in the grand final. Fuck he's me, a... Dad. Like, if being a good hole runner yeah. is something that gets you a, an Australian jumper, yeah. which is essentially what Boyd Cordner is. Yeah. He's not a devastating ball runner. He's not a, a an intimidating defender. Yeah. Um, I think he's got a reasonable offload. He's... He's not particularly blisteringly fast for a man of his size and position. In summary, you're like, well, if, I've, if I'm getting what you're saying, you're saying Boyd Corden is a fucking myth. <laughs> Created by the media as part of this whole fucking, you know, East South Burgeye, Sonny Bill Williams love I can see why he got picked for Origin because at that level, you know, a, a guy that can pick a hole and if you've got the right halves of throwing the ball given that yeah. they both play with him at club level it kind of made a bit of sense given yeah. that, that you know whatever style of play Laurie Daly wanted him to play but this is Australia Australia can't this is Australia this is my fucking dream team yeah yeah Boyd Cordner ain't no dream team yep get your ass out yep it is a squad though you might play one game against like fucking you know some you know in our pool England <laughs> <laughs> yeah like England uh, okay Cooper Cronk well yeah, you can't really argue with that Farah oh pretty dubious selection there but I mean I'd yeah, be surprised probably do Cam Smith out of a spot if he, play, if he plays 60 minutes in the whole series I'll be surprised uh, I'll have my calculator Fafita oh definitely fucking dead set Gallen. had to be one of the first Gallen picks himself of course first, he would be the first bloke picked Hayne they don't have actually the first name there so I'm assuming is Shane Hayne I'm assuming it's Shane Hayne after his Clive Churchill medal winning performance <laughs> on Sunday night um oh look fucking at his best he's, he's probably the best player in the side but he hasn't been at his best for uh, four seasons now hard to see where you're going to put him in the side too I mean it's only injury coverage because I can't see him starting on the wing against a lot of guys I can't see him starting at fullback um, Inglis picks himself Jennings picks himself Luke Lewis always solid at that level the Morris brothers ridiculous options fuck them both off Miles he's solid yeah. Papali smacked, smacked Gallon twice a year ago he's and all of a sudden he's like he's, he's fucking he's not a million miles away from Cordner and he, really? he, he might even be more mythical I mean, if Corden is a unicorn... Oh, I was going to say, he may as well pick a fucking unicorn yeah, I mean, Papali, and a couple of Papali's Papali's fucking Pegasus <laughs> or something, you know? like <laughs> Fucking... Ugh. Next. To Griffin. Uh, Parker. Reward for reward for fucking yeah. solid effort for years. For fucking five years, yeah, yeah. exactly. Scott. I thought it was maybe a bit of a down season. But I mean, he's, you know, he's incumbent. Oh, yeah. So. I, I don't have an issue with him. He's the best problem game. Slater. Yeah. Smith. Slater, captain. Should, Slater shouldn't be eligible because he should be suspended for fucking 45 weeks. Yeah. The Les Bo- <laughs> Boyd of uh, foot sliders. Yeah. Uh, Tamau. Pretty average Again, season of him too, I think. But but yeah. Certainly nothing on what he was last season. He's, he's another one that I don't really rate. Tate. Fucking really? what? Are these the best outside backs that we have? It needs to be an investigation. It's ridiculous. What the... Yeah. 
Brent fucking Tate. Yeah, yeah. Thide. He had a downish season. He had some good, he had good moments. He got better. But he's yeah, I don't know. I he's don't half know. a care bear as well. I don't know. I, I I think that you know, there's some of these guys obviously would not have been selected had certain people, other people, had not been ruled out through injury and stuff like that. But uh, and Thurston, the final name, and yeah. of course picks himself, of course. Of course. So, <sighs> look, I I still think they'll win it. It's a B side. It's, it's an Australia B side, but I think they'll still win it. Oh, there's some players in there that would would are definitely there. To cover some of the the lesser pool games. Yep. Um, when it comes to the cruncher, and you know we're we're only sort of expected to win by thirty, not yeah. sixty. Yep. Um, they might play our top squad. Yep. And um, and you know the fucking Brent Tates of the side are probably going to struggle to get a run. Yep. Um, but yeah, the Morris boys. Who would you pick in front of them? That's that's my query. Yeah, I mean, you know, when you look at injured, okay, so fucking, okay, so we David just, Simmons. We need a, we, a yeah. I, I mean, mean, based on the season he had, he's probably jo- Jorge Tafua, for starters. Uh plays for Tonga. No, but he would he's been named for or Tonga. Or Mexico. I bet you he's named for Tonga after he was passed oh, over for Australian inclusion. What is he? UN? Yeah. He can't be eligible for Australia, Tonga, and Mexico. He's a player of the world. He's, he's he plays he plays for the world thirteen. He's a fucking atlas. <laughs> no, but I, I imagine that his Tonga selection would have been they would have been like if you don't get okay if you don't get called up for Australia then you, you're going to play Tonga and he's yeah, like he's yeah, like, oh fuckers I'm Mexican. Yeah, so, but yeah we're, then there Mexicans not Mexico's yeah, not see. the World Cup man. Yeah, so, <laughs> Viva la raza. Um, yeah, so I think I think Tafu is better. Simmons. I mean, I'm not I'm not a massive Simmons fan, but I mean no, you can't me argue with the, statistically you can't argue with the season. He's God love, but he fucking yeah. He had a great season. He had a good season. I mean, what's the what was the prognosis on McManus? Uh, Scotland. Uh, so he's done the Scotland. That's thing his prognosis. Past. But is that the same? But it, yeah, when what what position does he fall it's into? Terminal. He's got Scotland. Yeah. So that yeah is it? But you know how they have like they play for Scotland this time because they're never on the radar for Australia that time and in Australia like oh reverses that shit and yeah. then you go. Oh, fucking please. It's hard to know. You what know you should be playing for Scotland. Brent fucking Tate. Oh yeah. You know you should be playing for fucking Namibia. Or some other minnow na- nation? Lord Takiri. How fucking dare you? He's honorary in Namibia. Morris Brothers. He, he spent so much time in the Namibian Ingol area in <laughs> when he played rugby, he actually qualifies for citizenship. <laughs> <laughs> He's the president of Namibia. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, look, I mean, it's an Australian side that's, that's not really surprising. Like Cordner, they always throw a bolter or two in there. Cordner and Papali probably fit the bill this time. They're not going to get a massive amount of... Uh, Minutes and I think Let's not that, forget has played one game back from a, a, a long term injury. Yeah, yeah. Walk up starter in Australian side. So give me a break. Yeah. Chump is worth more than that. Exactly. So, so what you're saying is that not only is Board Cordner a myth and a unicorn, he's also cheapening the honour of serving your country in rugby league. That's exactly what I'm saying, sort of. Okay, and I agree, and I think, I'm sure that the fans of the Roosters would agree with you. Fans or of let the it, or let it be known, like there's any of them, yeah. or four of them. Expect a, a barrage of four tweets. Yeah. Okay, now on to the Tongan squad. Um, the reason why I brought in Tongan squad, I mean, obviously squads from other teams are starting to sort of uh, leak out a little bit, but um, just want to talk about the Tongan squad because there's a lot of hype around them. Um, <clears throat> they're saying, like, oh yeah, Brent Kite's the captain and all this. And it is, for one of the, you know, in quote, Minnow sort of sides, it is a fairly good lineup. We'll just go through the lineup first, and um, <clears throat> there's a big problem with this lineup. And uh, we'll talk about it after this. So you've got Brent Kite is uh, the captain. Sasai Feki, uh, Nessiasi, Matai Tonga, Pat Politoni, 
Jorge Tafua, Mahe Fanua, Tiosaya Vave, Siotonga uh, Liki Liki, uh, Jason Tamalolo, Fui Fui Moi Moi, Penny Terapo, Sikamanu, Daniel Foster, Samasani Langi, Nafe Siliwini, Daniel Tupo, Glenn Fishiahi, Silva Havili, Conrad Hurrell, Ben Murdoch Masilla, Akuma Ta'ai, Mickey Paya, Willie Manu, and Sydney Havaya. So, <clears throat> there is a lot of NRL talent, first grade talent in that side. And, uh, don't you know, worry in the about talent. Just hearing those names roll off your tongue gave me half a nasty. <laughs> oh, there. So we have to go a referential retard again. Fish called Wanda. <laughs> Do you? Are you aware of this movie? Oh, I've heard of it. I've hey, never have watched you, it. Have you seen? You know, you've never watched it. No. Well, firstly, I would say watch it because it's actually a very funny movie. Right. But the, that's what, probably not going to happen. But but carry on. what I want what I wanted to bring up from that movie was um in that movie Jamie Lee Curtis is uh. She she tends to react to like languages, uh, in in a in a favourable you know way, like basically jizz, you know almost jizzing herself just listening to other languages. So at one point there, Kevin Klein's kind of you know seducing her with Italian, and really he only uses like you know a dozen words of Italian. But she's like writhing around like you know jizzing herself. Later on, um, John Cleese throws some Russian at her, even bigger, more dramatic effect. And all I want to say is that was like you then with my pronunciation of very much. Very Polynesian, almost identical. Uh, Tongan names. Yep. <laughs> so, um, the big problem with this side is just some okay forwards, pretty good forwards, you know, some, you know, reasonably big name forwards, you know, when you look at Brent Kite and, you know, Fui Fui and you know, that sort of thing. Sure. But, I mean, the backs, sensational for Shiai, Conrad Harrell from the Warriors. Some big know, hitting, hard running forwards. Becky had a good, you know, good season for, for the Sharkies. Tafua, you know, premier winger of the game, pretty much. Fanua, he had a good year. Uh, you know, you see there's there's a lot of talent in the side, but the one thing that I don't see, and that's halves. And so I just wonder... Who is going to be playing halves for Tonga? Samasoni Lange and Penrith's Holden Cup winning captain, Daniel Foster. Daniel Foster, that sounds like a Tongan <coughs> name. Exactly. exactly. Are you sure he's from Tonga? Well, you know, he's as Tongan as uh, Jorge Tofua. Let's say. Who's Mexican. Oh, he's straight up Mexican, exactly. So, um... Daniel Foster could be an imposter. Oh, yeah. And in, in their group... He's on the Tongan roster. <laughs> Fuck, I'm dropping, be- I'm dropping rhymes. I just need a sick beat, mate. Next. Nah, that's all I got. <laughs> Can't think of anything else that rhymes nah. with Foster. <laughs> Might have come from the mean streets of Eds, but... Doesn't uh, sound like... Hip-hop and rap, not my thing. Doesn't sound like he's Tongan. Sounds more like he's from Gloucester. <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, um, the Tongans are in Group C. They also have Scotland and Italy in that group. And it would seem to me that that they should probably account for those two guys fairly easily. So, the question I have to ask you, knowing, you know, in fact, you are the the resident uh, expert in all things Polynesian. Don't don't sleep on Italy. Craig Gower. Yeah. He's also of questionable heritage, much like Foster. (laughs) Was he? Did, what, what did he do? Did he? Did he? Did he like grope? Grope someone of Italian descent or something <laughs> like that? I think he flopped his penis out of the pub, and they thought it was fettuccine. <laughs> you got to run for Italy. So, do you think that the Tongans have what it takes to be the mythical fourth team that you always see in these scenarios in these World Cups? I mean, I don't think it's unreasonable to assume that the top three will consist of Australia, New Zealand and England? No. I mean, France has been up there in the mm. past. The Kummels are generally competitive yep. with, the, with the lesser sides. Yep. Um, but based on based on the names in that side, you probably have to say Tongans are, are 
a fair chance of uh, of you know being the fourth best nation, if not uh, maybe knocking off the Kiwis or England. Yeah, probably knock off England. England I mean, garbage. If Australia trots out the Morris brothers and Brent Tate, might knock them off. <sighs> yeah, well, I mean, and and you know what, we would have made our bed, and we fucking deserve it. Exactly. <laughs> um, Asada, Commissioner. ARL Commission Chairman John Grant expects Asada to deliver its final report into the possible use of banned substances by NRL players reasonably soon, confirming that interviews have been completed. Uh, Grant delivered the update while announcing the Australian squad for the Rugby League World Cup, and he admitted contingency plans had already been discussed should the investigation outcomes affect any kangaroo players at the tournament starting October 26. As not even um, just kangaroo players, because I mean the NRL itself is supplying like something like 120 players to the yeah. Rugby League World Cup, so it could fucking affect any, you know, it could affect any side. Uh, obviously, Cronulla Daniel Foster <coughs> looking at you. Yeah, exactly. Cronulla been at the centre of the uh, Asada investigation over possible use of banned drugs during the 2011 season. Sharks skipper Paul Gallen was named vice captain in Australia's 24-man World Cup, World Cup squad. Grant said it was impossible to premeditate the outcome of Asada's report. The investigation is in the final stages. The interviews have been completed, and it's fair to say we're expecting a final report from Asada. I can't say the time frame, but reasonably soon. On the basis of that final report, we'll take whatever actions from a commission point of view are appropriate. If, in fact, there is a situation that does come from where there's an infraction notice issued against a player in the squad, there's a process within the Rugby League World Cup rules where a nation can apply to have a replacement, but that's to be determined at that time. One step at a time, I guess. It's not in the foreground of our thinking in picking this squad. It's something that's hanging in the background. But, yeah, as I said, given as many as 120 NRL players are expected to take part, the Asada report could quickly have a significant impact on the tournament depending on the outcomes. Tim Sheen said he was not concerning himself with what may or may not happen as part of the investigation. You never get ahead of yourself in this business, so it's about playing football with the team we've picked. If something happens, we'll consider what happens at that point. The team's job is to go out there and win football games. Sheenius still atop the precipice. He doesn't look too far ahead. No, he really doesn't. In this game? Not in this game of rugby league that he knows so well. Now, speaking of coaches that are shit, or potentially, well, first thing, I mean, outside this article, I thought that Brad Arthur had been actually had been given the job, such was the talk that I heard, but then again, there was a time where Fox Sports actually revealed that he'd been given the Cowboys job and that actually didn't happen. Yeah. So... Which only indicates that no one knows what they're talking about. Yeah, exactly. Now, um, Parramatta's search for a new coach took an 11th hour twist on grand final day with Ray Price interviewed for the position that he wants to share with fellow club great Brett Kenny. A passionate and vocal campaigner, Price fronted a four-man delegation of the Eels board at Parramatta Leagues Club on Sunday. The premiership-winning warhorse war on Monday night said the club needed, prim- needed people in charge who understood Paris culture. He wants to take charge with Kenny, who coached the club's New South Wales Cup feeder side Wentworthville several years ago. We need Parramatta people to get Parramatta out of the crap. I sat down with the board for about 90 minutes and they agreed with everything I said. It took me a long time to speak to the board, but I kept ringing and ringing and ringing for the opportunity. I genuinely believe we had a top eight side this year. We just needed to back our players. So despite getting the chance to put his case forward, Price is not confident he'll get the job. Manly assistant Brad Arthur remains the raging hot favourite ahead of the Sheenius, Steve McNamara and Jason Taylor. So the fact that Sheens won't return from the World Cup campaign until December damages his chances. And the current playing squad is backing Arthur, their assistant coach in 2011 and 2012, to get the job. So uh, the announcement will be made later this week. There's a board meeting um, that took place uh, last night as we're recording the show. And uh, Price said, I'm probably a million, and one to get, million to one to get the job, even though I've always put my hand up to help them make a difference. I wanted to help with their defence this year, but they were happy with their defence. How can that be? The fuck? <laughs> Who stood up to Ray Price and said, Sorry, Ray. 
happy with our defence this year. Sticky. And then he ran. That's why I moved to Cam- and that's the story of why Ricky Stewart moved to Canberra. Because <laughs> <laughs> Ray Price is still looking for him today. <laughs> Look, at the end of the day, I think Ray Price is his heart's in the right place. Uh, but would him and Brett Kenny coaching the side really get him out of the doldrums? They understand Parramatta culture of, of 1986. Mm-hmm. Do they understand the Parramatta culture of 2013? Um, I would say, considering they've won two wooden spoons on the trot, that yeah. uh, the Parramatta culture of 2013 is vastly different to the Par- Parramatta culture of 1986 mm-hmm. when uh, Ray Price was last associated uh, very closely with the club as a premiership winning captain. Went out on the shoulders of... Um, other premiership winning players given that he just fucking won a grand final something that Parramatta have failed to do since mm-hmm. so uh, I contest that Ray Price knows fucking nothing about the current culture of Parramatta and they should probably leave it up to Brad professionals Arthur. and modern coaches using modern coaching methods modern coaches so we rule out Tim Sheens well if anyone knows you know if anyone knows the slightest bit about the current Parramatta culture it's Tim Sheens not a million miles away from the, the state, West Tigers the, culture the that, state he that he left the Tigers implemented. In. <laughs> um, yes, oh, I'd be very surprised if Sheensy get gets the job. Uh, there's a lot of noise about Brad Arthur, and if he's got the endorsement of the playing group, then he's he's probably got uh, one foot in the door. And not only that, the Arthur era at Parramatta, although it was only probably lasted about six games, it was probably the most successful era they've had in the last couple of seasons. <laughs> I mean, I remember there was one Same game there where they put fifty on the Broncos. Yeah, and yeah, you know, Chrissy Sandow was carving up. Remember that game? Seems like a thousand years ago, Nathan. <laughs> exactly, and I mean, you know, obviously there was that, you know, let's say okay, there was a bit of a bounce back faction there because they actually, you know, they got rid of Steve, and uh, you know, put Arthur in as the caretaker position. But you know, the guys did, you know, for whatever reason it was, they did respond to him. Exactly. So you know, I think you know, I'd hate to lose him at Manly because I mean, he's clearly a very good coach. But um, you know, you got to bring these guys up and then let them go. Look, maybe it's that Parramatta influence that. Uh couldn't get Manly over the over the line so maybe, maybe. you never know a Shane Hay from Parramatta <laughs> recaps one recap to speak of. I mean, did you watch the full day's festivities? Most of it. I only saw bits and pieces of the of the minor the minor go, uh, grades. I saw the Sharknado's win, which is also the best fucking nickname for a team ever. <laughs> um, I mean, shit movie, but I mean, if you're going to combine a, a Storm team and a Sharks team, yeah, then Sharknado's is fucking great. Exactly, like, it's, it's fantastic. How did that come to be? <clears throat> I don't know how. I mean, I assume that um, you know the Sharks sign their players and the Storm sign their players. They all go down to this team as a, you know, as a lower grade side, and you know, they've got their, they, you know, they signed to their contracts for their first grade team or the first grade club, and as a result, you know, they obviously mix and they play for this team, but there's no chance of them going, you know, right to the other team or something. Like they did, or maybe they just signed two contracts. Well, I mean, Storm need a, you know, they well, it, this this probably all came about when um when the New South Wales Rugby League or the NRL uh, put that rule in place that you know that sides had to have a New South Wales Cup feeder presence because remember Manly had the Sunshine Coast Seagulls mm-hmm. and then they had to ditch them and you know had to you know had to run the Manly New South Wales Cup side and couldn't have a Queensland affiliation. Norths had uh, sorry, 
Melbourne had North Devils. Yeah. And I mean, I assume that that's got to the stage where that can't be their only. You know, they need and to have it, I mean, we're talking so. about a national competition. Why the fuck can't they have a yeah. Queensland affiliation? Yeah, I don't know. Oh, because I mean, yeah, Canberra, they were strong with South Logan, South weren't they? Logan, yeah. yeah, so I'm not sure exactly sure how it all works, but it had, it had to be something to do with that sort of thing, I think. I would say. But in any anyway, case, you know, it was a good win. Good and win um, for the I did not see uh, minute one of the. Peach covered up. Yeah, did he? I saw, I saw the. Um, I saw the start of the Holden Cup, and I, I saw Penrith jumped out to like eighteen six lead. I tell you what, took up a length of field. I've got tries. some concerns. I've got yeah. con- some concerns for Bryce Cartwright. Yeah. Um. Clearly a very good player. Yeah. Clearly. Um. Holden Cup Player of the Year, well deserved too. He's had a brilliant season. I think Bryce Cartwright might be a big fan of Bryce Cartwright. Yeah. Fuck me, daddy thinks he can do everything. Yeah. Example? Oh, pushing passes, trying to put little kicks through. He's a second rower, tucking under your fucking wing and run at hard, son. Wants to do everything. Putting grubbers through. Sure, he's not like an illegitimate child of, uh, you know, Benji, rather than Cardi. Oh, look, why why are you got to drag Benji? <laughs> well, you just say pushing passes and you know, you're just basically describing the last couple of years of Benji Marshall. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> um, he's, I think he's got some discipline to get into his game. And uh, he's a young bloke, and he's a young bloke with a lot of wraps on him. So I can see where it's coming from, but um, they're gonna have to nip that in the bud at Penrith if he's going to um, realise his potential. He's playing in a competition at the moment where discipline is the last thing required, though. Sure. But I mean, what did the final those... score end up being in that game? I mean, didn't the, the Warriors get back to even get close the to Warriors it? Warriors put on it? a few tries, and it looked like they were uh, going to run over the top of them, and then uh, Penrith scored a. A try towards a death where uh, it sealed the game for them. Yeah. So uh, no, they um, Penrith's got a very very impressive squad. I thought. Yeah. Um, and when you look at you know at the end of the day, the Windsor Wolves are their feeder squad for New South Wales Cup. Yep. Um, and then their twenty side made the grand final as well. Yep. Penrith. Probably, I mean, with Jamie Soud running around for the Wolves next year. Be just as strong again, I think. Mm-hmm. Still shit in, in in first grade. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> a lot of st- a lot of good stuff coming through the ranks. Okay, and on the main event anyway, Sydney Roosters twenty six to be the mighty Manly Seagulls eighteen, a crowd of eighty one thousand four hundred ninety one. So I mean, you know, that flies in the face of some of the doom and gloom. We're like, oh mm-hmm. fucking, not going. These, these two teams got no fucking fans. You know, no one's going to go to this game. Well, you know. People did, and then you know, almost there were seventy nine thousand free tickets. Almost, away. almost sold it out. And at the end of the day, the seats that weren't filled were probably the, the shitty ones up on level six or whatever up in the rafters level, yeah. where only South fans would actually buy tickets like that anyway. <laughs> you know, just because you know they got you know things more important to spend their Centrelink on. Um, Roosters twenty six points came from tries: Daniel Tupo, Aiden Guerra, Sean Kenny Dow, Michael Jennings. Four conversions, four attempts for James Maloney and a penalty goal. Manly's eighteen came from tries to Jorge Tafua, Jamie Lyon, Steve Matai. Lyon two from three conversions and a penalty goal. I thought they had it, mate. I thought they. Uh... I fucking know you thought they had it because you texted me and said they had it, <laughs> and I said you fucking kidding me, right? <laughs> and I, I think I said something about you not knowing anything about rugby league. Well, and... actually, let me find the exchange because I haven't actually revisited it since I've been sober. So I'll, I'll tell you exactly what you said. Hang on a second. Where are we? Glenn, 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 Glenn. Here we go. Uh, I'm talking about you being Blakely, me being Blakely drunk. Here we go. You, so you texted me at 7.40 p.m. So I assume that's Brisbane time. It's over. I said, long way to go. 
And so I got Liam Form in front of me hugging me on every play. He's like, it's fucking over, cunt. And then, and that was about the time then when the, the I Guerra- wasn't even blackly drunk, and I was yeah. still. <laughs> and then, then the Guerra try happened, I think. And I'm like, even after that, soft. And he's, you know, nothing about rugby league. Line will score shortly and right the ship. <laughs> it didn't really happen. Um, well, you couldn't have you couldn't have foreseen. You know, they were going to start like you know allowing forward passes and shit like that to come into the game. Look, I think um, a number of things happened that, that turned the game, and obviously the big one was the. Um, the Sean Kenny Diatro. Mm-hmm. I just the referee was right next to the not right next to fucking was he Maloney really because was... I haven't watched the replay and, and it all happened very quickly Sonny Bill slipped the ball Maloney burst through he pretty much um, was right next to him from what I could see running you know running having running hard to keep up with the play even at full speed does, I looked at it and said that's a forward pass does, and does, I sort of half expected him to call it back and they gave, and I was like, "Oh, well, fucking there we go." If Manly lose, that that's what they will all be talking about. Yeah, but that's um, not it. That's that's only that's only a minor, that's only one of many. But I think I, I was still of the opinion that Manly probably were good enough to come back and and um, and steal the win. Um, I think they controlled the game um, fairly well. And and surprisingly so, I think the Roosters were probably a little bit rattled in the first half of Manly with all their experience. Um, really was showing the way and, and seemed to have the game well and truly in their keeping. But um, look, I think the Roosters finished strongly. Um, and, and I think Manly, and, and I know you'll have a lot to say about the refereeing and I'll let you get to that, but I think there was there were times at the death there when the Manly of old or the manly of, of the last few weeks I expected them to to sort of compose themselves and and just go about their business and still win I, I was I was very confident they were going to do that and in the end um, couldn't quite get the job done and, and made a few errors at the back end um, you know with half chances like all season manly have, have had those half chances like Lyon has, has sort of gotten in the outside of his man and flicked the ball to Wolfman yeah. and it's been a tough pass and he still caught it yeah, and he still scored pretty, that, that was pretty fucked though that was like if that had been on his it, chest it probably wouldn't have it was but he's caught plenty of those this year yeah. and um, you know a few errors drop balls and that was it was a very intense game and I think um, I think it was you know, I really enjoyed as a grand final spectacle I really enjoyed it I thought it was a fairly gripping contest and it was very intense but fuck there were some mistakes yeah, see, I, I haven't actually watched the game other than yeah. like, you know being there in a the crowd. So, I mean, some of the little things you know you, that you miss, but I mean, some of the, you know, there's enough that I saw on the fucking massive screen to know that uh, yeah, annoying. I mean, at the end of the day, I think that, I think that um, East was a better team on, over the season, but that doesn't necessarily mean you know that's got nothing to do with fucking grand finals. That's right. I mean, so to say, because they were the minor premiers and they were like minor premiers by a decent margin and the margins kept splitting out, you know, from second to third to fourth. Yeah. I mean, that's, I mean, the that's be- great. The so. best team, and I've heard that a lot, they were the best team all year, but if Newcastle had won a comp, you know, yeah. the fuck does that matter, the best team all year? Who cares? It, it, means, <laughs> it means nothing. Yeah. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And so it's just like, and I, I hate, because the thing is, I walked out of this game and I wasn't I wasn't really that fucking broken up by it. Like I remember and I don't know if it was because of the massive Shit amount family. of alcohol that I fucking that I'd had or the fact that I just had a really fucking great time like at the game with the people I was with and you know that kind of thing. I'm not sure what it was, but like I remember in 2007 
my brother will attest to this because he was basically the one that fucking saved a lot of people's lives is that out on the way out of that stadium all the way to the fucking bus I tried to fight every person in a storm jersey I saw <laughs> like didn't matter fucking blind cripple crazy old young male female I was I was seeing something purple and I was just going fucking wild trying to start fights it was ridiculous and I, I remember it and I was like yeah and I look back now and listen to Prince and I think yeah to and this I, day and I, was, and I remember thinking back then I'm going fucking what a fucking cockhead but anyway but I, it was I was nothing like that and I don't know was it is it because like you know I've had a couple of premierships since and you know it hasn't been a very long wait between premierships and that kind of thing not sure but I didn't feel too broken up about it but um and a lot of people that I was sort of were kind of the same but then I saw other people who were like you know fucking you know devastated like like I would expect I should have been but um you know the refereeing was fucking atrocious and it's just and this is one game where I defy someone to point out a situation where Manly got a single 50-50 fucking contentious decision in the entire game except for the penalty try what's con- what, what are the, do you know what the two options are it's either that or 10 minutes for fucking Orbison. He should have probably got 10 minutes anyway, as well as the well, penalty. Well, they, the they can't give a penalty try and give him 10 in the bin. Yeah, well, so in any case, it was definitely going to be one or the other. You agree with that? He was definitely getting 10. If it wasn't a penalty try, he was definitely getting 10 well, in the bin. I, I thought, and if I was in the video referee's box, I would have given it no try and put him in the bin for sure. I just, it has to be absolutely conclusive. And... and the thing is, like, it goes it goes on the record books as Jamie Lyon, but I think don't, Jamie Lyon wasn't the try scorer. He was denied every opportunity to score a try. But I think that if he missed, had a, had an air swung and missed the ball without a guy there, I mean, it's hard to say he could have because he would have been on his feet. And, and that's the thing that, they can't Kieran factor Foran, that in. No, but Kieran Foran was directly. Kieran Foran was definitely he was the only other person there that could have got to the ball, mm. Manly or East. I mean, it was a, it was without a doubt it's certainly going to be a try. So, um, and most to people be awarded like, a penalty try in a grand final is a pretty fucking that's a big call. Yeah, well, I mean, don't you know? Don't fucking deprive someone of a certain try by tackling them off the ball. But I mean, then there's I think yeah. Then then like there's late in the game, Jamie Lyon gets fucking knocked out knocked out of a chase for the ball by by Jennings, who you know wasn't holding his line and shit. Like, that shit goes through. Jamie Lyon at the end of the first half when Manly that's been are, having all Man, Manly are pressing pressing in the first half to get more points despite being fucking smashed in the in the the fifty fifty decisions. Jamie Lyon puts a grubber through. Jennings panics, sticks his foot out, kicks it into touch. East feed, mm. and they don't they don't look at that all season. They look at these these things and go, oh fucking, you know, you know, like oh that was high. That was a high and tack that's muscle. one thing didn't do it in the grand final at all. You know, we've I just don't understand with the video ref thing, and even the forward pass. We've spoken about it so many times because they're only a meter away from each other or two meters away from each other. Surely you can't make the arguments about the fucking geometry of the earth and arcing fucking things out of leaving the hands this for it was two metres away I mean it was a it was a fucking clear yeah, that was NRL my, handoff that was the point I was going to make before I didn't actually see where the touchies or the referees were in in respect to where when the pass was thrown because yeah. it all happened so quickly I don't know if they were sort of kept left behind a little bit yeah. um, which you know would would differ their opinion on whether the pass was full if they're watching it from behind yeah. trying to catch up to the play um, but if you're saying they were they were right there on the spot, I'm pretty sure that, that that Hayne or someone was actually keeping up with the the play itself. I'm not sure about touches because I mean, it was easy to job. see. And I, again, I just I fail to see how they can't look at you know yeah put a a straight line and and fucking give it some key indicators that it has to fucking pass. To um, be, yeah. You know, in conjunction to where the ball's thrown and it's 
fucking hands are going backwards and whatever other factors because you could apply whatever fucking theory you wanted to that and that was a forward pass yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean and then you get the situation where, where Horro got penalised for being headbutted by fucking Javier Hargraves that's something I only heard about the next day I didn't I must have missed that Missy Maloney fucking pulling Wolfman's hair and giving him a facial and shit on, well, you know I mean, like you know just little really? just I mean, that, that one I'm not a massive I, I give probably for fucking explain Wolfman's ordinary performance and then there's that fucking and then there's the fucking um, Samson like the the infamous fucking crowding penalty Roosters player gets up to play the ball Manly players don't have a hand on him not a hand on him drops the ball playing the ball penalty Roosters why? crowding how do I know it was crowding? that's what it said on the scoreboard fucking crowding heard of that one before? Yeah, they actually had the... They'd have, like, penalty, whatever, and they'd have, like, um the score, and then they'd actually have, like, a little thing written up what it was, like, offside or, you know, whatever. Really? Yeah. Oh, I've never seen that before. Yeah, me neither. I've heard of crowding penalties before, for sure. Yeah, crowding. Basically, if you first mark it, you're crowding the fucking guy playing the ball, apparently, to the point where he drops it. Then we had Mitchell Pierce fucking reach the ball out of um, Kieran Foran's hands when he was playing the ball, and it's a knock-on, not a penalty. Oh, there was a square-up one a couple of minutes at there. Mitchell but... Pierce knocks the ball on in the first four minutes in his own 20 metre zone. Straight through, no, no problem there. <laughs> There's so many little things, and the penalty count. And a lot of those are fifty-fifty calls. Yeah, but I mean, you, you tell me where, where, when the fifty went the other way. Not a single time did fifty-fifty go the other way. And then you have your, this situation where the penalty count ends up being five-two in favour of East, the most penalised side in the competition. Average eleven penalties against per game. Apparently, for sixty-five minutes of the game, did not do a single they infringement. They turned it around. They turned it around as part <laughs> of their game plan. I just, I wish. Clean skins. I, I just wish that, like, that pass from Maloney, I just wish it was fucking backwards. So, there was, like, there's, so there's nothing really to talk about. Because things like knock ons and that, I'm prepared to let them go. Because generally speaking, generally, you know, you, you know, they couple them, you go either way, you get a couple of game. I mean, they didn't in this occasion, but usually they do. So I'm prepared to let them go. But things like, you know, Hargraves throwing a headbutt on Justin Horro and Justin Horro getting fucking somehow penalised for it. It's just those things are fucking mind blowing, and especially in this day and age when you have players staying down for you know for fifteen seconds, and they'll, the video referee will tell you what's fuck's going on. I mean, there was plenty of plenty of ability for touch judges and fucking video referees to rule on that shit. So it's just disappointing. I mean, we've had a shit year for refereeing all season, and not my team, everybody's fucking team. I mean, the Cowboys obviously they've you know <laughs> they've received some fucking ridiculousness coming from you know. But, but that's just fucking karma. Um, Shane Hayne just Shane Hayne not up to first grade fucking hopeless because you know what he would have given that fucking try to Gallon against Cronulla too if fucking Klein hadn't have said hang on a minute oh mate's knocked fucking Matty yeah. Gallon over at Mark he was prepared to give that try yeah. without Ashley even a second thought Ashley Klein um, people useless prick he is too but yeah I just wonder with the refereeing um, and I'm not one to bitch about referees really but there's been some absolute fucking howlers this year that have cost teams games um, and I just wonder like the amount of overhauls we've had we've had fucking Harrigan and Raper. Daniel Anderson has to now. be sacked because he has to be accountable for the fucking the the guys working under him, and it's worse than it was last year. Oh, I don't know. I'd so, say it's on par. But... I just feel it feels like this year is fucking heaps worse. Maybe the, the the mistakes that have occurred have been just bigger mistakes or something. I don't know, but like I don't know how it is it works on like actual volume of mistakes. Sure. Like the sheer number of the you know three hundred and fifty eight referee errors, and you know, <laughs> but you know last year they might have been you know most of them were like a missed knock on or something like that mm. or you know a forward pass that went to the keeper or something like that. Sure. But this year it's like fucking Look, seventh tackle. I think <laughs> um I I had a, a really horrible thought at the end of the game that they were going to give the Clive Churchill medal to Sonny Bill. Um, and and I'm loath to uh, 
to discredit Sonny Bill by any stretch of the imagination. But uh, he played for twenty was, minutes. I think he was he was pretty ordinary in the first half. Um, he did some good things in the second half, predominantly in in a patch of about ten, ten to fifteen minutes. Um, and albeit that was when the Roosters came good, but um, and and I was a bit disappointed in the in the booing of uh, Cherry Evans when he won. I guess you said it earlier before we hit record that you know shoe on the other foot you probably would have booed any East player had Manly once. So. Yeah, I, de- um, I definitely would. Have, you know, I have fucking you know, the skinful doesn't really cover it. <laughs> both legs, both legs, both arms, everything. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, I definitely would have done it just for the lols. But I, I was impressed with the the overall spectacle of the grand final. I think they got uh, the entertainment part pr- pretty much right. Um, what Ricky Martin? Oh, I was probably speaking more to Jess Mowboy. I think that she was probably actually been. I was at the, I'm I was not a huge. Yeah, I was at the bar I'm drinking. Not I didn't actually watch any of them. I could Jess hear them, but Mowboy I didn't watch them. Fan, but uh, I think that the work that they've done um, to get her involved, you know, with the one community ad and stuff like that, it's, mm. I think it's it's been fairly well done. Um, Ricky Martin singing "Cup of Life." Probably wasn't really topical. Did he sing "Shake Your Bonbon"? No. See, that's disappointing. I would have been shaking my bonbon had he sang that song. <laughs> um, yeah. I, what else did he sing? Did he, I mean, obviously he did okay, the couple life. Um, Living La Vida Loca. Surely he did. Yeah, that. Yeah, I think he did. I honestly, I was outside the bars. So I can't, I can't remember. I remember when he was on, but I wasn't watching it. Yeah. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah, that yeah. one. Yeah. That's okay. it. Yeah, cool. Um. And Cup of Life, and fuck if I can remember what else. Yeah, Ricky Martin, come on. Yeah. You can do better. Yeah. You know, they can do better than Jess Malboy as well. I mean, like, I, I agree with what you're saying as far as her being like a face sort mm. of thing, but stylistically and everything, I don't think she's hitting too many of the target demographic. No, I'd agree with that. Unless, unless you know, like young girls yeah. is, the, is the, the majority of the audience for the NRL. And if I was, suspect I don't have the figures in front of me, but I suspect that it's not the case. <laughs> I just got a suspicion. I'd probably tend to agree with you, but uh, <laughs> as a, like, as I said, as a spectacle, um, I was pretty happy with uh, with the grand final. Um, and I, admittedly, I didn't have a vested interest as far as my team being involved, and therefore my emotional attachment was fairly minimal. But um, I did want to see Manly win for you, but um, the the actual intensity of the game was was quite high. Um, a lot of the mistakes as players were, you know, trying to push passes and stuff and and make plays, which is, you know, something they should be really commended for. Trying to trying to get the job done in the in the on the biggest stage, but um, there was a lot of things there, certainly in that first half, that didn't quite come off. And if they had their time again, they probably would have played the safer pl- safer play. But um, congratulations to Roosters fans and um, Trent Robinson capped off a good year, a, a great year, with uh, a grand final win and. Um, I think Manly will be uh, strong again next year. I, I don't think they're losing too much. They, they, well, yeah, we know. don't actually lose. We don't lose anything. I don't think. Yeah, we lose. The we lose. That we Stewart's healthy. We uh, lose some age. Yeah, but we've got, we've gained like you know a gun prop from South. It's like their next guy. You know their next guy that's you know not named Burgess. Yeah, uh, we've got him. We got you know a couple of the other guys coming through. Uh, they've got just a taste of first grade. All in all, I think um we'll actually probably be better a better side next year because. Yeah, now they'll have that fucking desire back again mm. too. I mean, like remember what happened in two thousand eight after two thousand seven. Yeah. So, and I mean, <clears throat> I mean, speaking for like you know, I, I went to I was lucky enough to be able to go to the players uh, function after the um, 
after the match. And a um, couple of the key guys were pretty fucking... You could tell they were pretty pissed off. And, yeah. um, and, and they're the guys that you want to be pissed off. Like, a lot of the younger guys... Like you know, daily he was he was he he was letting cutting loose the stewards are they're cutting loose, but Watmo, Jamie Lyon, not happy. Mm. Jamie Lyon especially and Tuvi, not fucking happy. Tried to have a joke with Tuvi about the quality of the refereeing and um yeah not not happy Tuvi, <laughs> wasn't happy. <laughs> <laughs> um, so other observations, Brent Kite, not happy. I was just uh, I was just having a chat to him just about you know thanks for your service and everything you know never forget what you did for the club you know when you came back you know back in the day and blah 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 and um yeah he's he he's not really ready to talk about going to Penrith I he I, he just he's I think he's he's really fucking doesn't he doesn't want to he didn't want to leave he does not want to leave at all and I think he's having a lot of trouble fucking coming to terms with it yeah I mean it's just what you'd expect from Manly they shit on their fucking you know, people have been loyal to them, and well, no, we did the right the thing and... by him. We said we can't afford you to pay as much as you deserve, so you have to go and get it. Yeah, you know, and you know, Penrith obviously paying him, you know, plenty to live out in the sticks and um with the Woodstocks and um the Winnie Greens. Is he moving out there? You'd have to, wouldn't you? You couldn't fucking commute from. The... I mean, you think it... be a fucking hot no? Man. I remember someone telling, talking to me through the season, saying that his kids. That's how the news leaked out because his kids told their friends at school they didn't want to go, but they got to fucking move and start school next year right. school out there so okay. so yeah they have to, it's, it, you couldn't commute you couldn't do that commute really going to school in Manly and then hooking yeah. it out to fucking Glenmore Park High yeah Colleton High School fuck me dead yeah St. St. Clair University yeah School of Hard Knocks yep Dunhevard High School I mean these are fucking educational establishments known the world over <laughs> for their murder rates um I'm trying to think of it. I'm trying to remember anything else that came out of, that came out of the, the after party thing. Um, oh, I had the opportunity to have a have a, a quite a long chat to Peter Hiku, and uh, took him through the whole phenomenon of the Hiku haiku. He was absolutely oblivious <laughs> to the fact that he's become an internet celebrity. Ob- <laughs> oblivious, and so I just I just threw the hashtag in and said, "Just look at look at this, motherfuckers are making up poems about you week in week out." And he was like. He was actually like he thought it was pretty funny. He was like, he had a he had no idea. He's like, why haven't Jorge? Why haven't you been telling me about this shit, man? <laughs> but um, yeah, you know, he thought it was pretty did, good. Did he understand what a haiku was? Yeah, and he wasn't that drunk either. So yeah, he he took it in. He took it in a bit. Um, pretty drunk. Wolfman, loosest guy in the building. As as you would expect. He's handling. He's handling. He's, 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 he's handling your drinks is about as good as he's handling that Jamie Lyon pass too. He <laughs> tipped half a tray of drinks over my fucking foot. <laughs> Tommy Simons. Oh my god. Tommy Simons. We talk about we talk about fucking ninja punching above his weight. Yeah. Tommy Simons. Tommy he, Simons makes ninja look like oh, Anthony Mundine to uh, to Tom fucking Simons like Vladimir Klitschko. Like, I mean, this, he is dead set the Floyd Mayweather of punching above his weight. <laughs> Oh, fuck me. 44 drunk. and 0. Unbelievable. That's all I'm going to say. I'm, I'm just going to say that she's the best looking fucking wag I've ever seen. Yeah. Any sport. Fucking period. Unfucking bl- So Tommy. much so that the Manly players call Tom Simon's ninja. Oh, they, <laughs> if they don't, they should. And one of my friends who remained nameless, who, who was at the function with, um, he actually, um, after, after he. You can class that cunt as a friend. Yeah, of fuck course. you are scraping the bottom of several barrels. You got you. you oh, that's 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 all very nice. He's a fucking cockhead, that guy. <laughs> oh, 
Oh, now you're just being Glenn. He's just being himself. Well, not really. Every time I've met that guy, he's been an absolute cockhead. Like the time I picked mean, up from the airport and gave you the tour of Manly and... Oh, I was talking about the other guy. No, no, oh. no. I'm talking about this. I'm talking yeah, about that the other guy. Yeah, that guy's a fuckwit too, but not as bad as the other guy. <laughs> but, um, yeah, yeah we, we were introduced to Tommy Simon's missus, um, for someone he used to work with, and he's basically so drunk and he's just sort of stammered, shaking her hand, and he's just sort of like, oh, stammered out like I'm, I'm married. <laughs> Relevance? None. <laughs> He was just, just in so, case, you know, I mean, clearly I'm a shot with you. He was so punished. Just he, so you know, I'm married. He was so, he was so he he was just so daunted by her hotness. <laughs> That's awesome. That is classic. Um, I'm trying to think. What was the other one I was going to say? I can't remember. Fuck. It's good times though. It's very 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 good times. Um, Commiserations on your loss, but it sounds like you had an awesome time. Oh, it was it was, it was dead set one of the best one of the best days of the best weekends of my life. Despite the results, I mean, if I had a one, it would have been fucking ridiculous. But as it turns out, like I ended up, I was out till six in the morning, I think, and after starting at midday, <laughs> the day before, I can guarantee you, there is no way I would have made it through till six a.m. I was, and, yeah, and I am renowned for fucking passing out. I was sure like, that I, I was sure asleep. that like I was sure that that, that 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 nights like that were fucking behind me. I couldn't do it anymore. But let me tell you, just like it, it gets to a point. I get I get to a point where I, I just I'll fall asleep anywhere. It wouldn't I'd be face fi- face first on the road in a garden somewhere, laying in a fire, whatever. I'll be <laughs> fucking if it's time to go nine eyes, it's time. <laughs> oh, the other thing there was a rumor that I heard from some of the board members. One of them went outside to to, to confirm this this rumor because someone said Jamal Idris is outside and he's he's waiting until the players. He reckons he's friends with the players and he, and he wants to come in. I never saw Jamali just in the function, so I'm pretty sure they didn't let him in. <laughs> and I actually tweeted him and said, are you, are you out there? You know, you, is there any truth to the rumor that you're trying to get into the thing? Didn't reply, but he hasn't been on Twitter for about two weeks, so... Through shame, no doubt. What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> I wish he had been in there, because I would have been an absolute pest just calling Buster Rhymes the whole time and asking him to drop some lyrics. I just don't understand. What does that say for the Gold Coast Titans if, you know, photos make the paper of, of Manly Sea Eagles players, you know, I could find fucking a spot drowning in the their side. sorrows and uh, Jamal Idris there photo bombing them. He could be in, interchanged forward, sort of, you know. Yeah, he can George go. Rose. Yeah, oh, exactly, exactly. Oh, and the other, a lot the other of thing common, I... equal in their love of pies. The other thing, the other thing I will say is uh, my friend who um, who made a spectacle of himself in front of Tommy Simon's missus, I then offered him the opportunity to redeem himself by challenging him to tell Tommy Simons that he was punching well above his weight, and he did. <laughs> and Tommy Simons laughed it off. And you know, obviously, how can you how can you get mad at that? Like you're like you know, yeah. the guy's like, yeah, your missus is fucking is, is fucking amazing. You're a ranger, yeah. and your missus is smoking hot. <laughs> oh, thanks, thanks for stating the obvious. <laughs> Don't worry, I can't believe it either. Yeah, so it was a good night, and the only downer for me on that actual function thing is George Rose did not turn up and I did. I found out later that he didn't go to the Leagues Club after either where they sort of you know go out on the balcony there and yeah. so, so that's, all those interviews explain. all those interviews and all the thing about Love and Manly and all their fans and I you know want to think shut up it's just it's just disappointing because he's such he, he, he has fashioned himself you know through his actions as being like a real sort of man of the people and um, the fact that he, he's kind of his last opportunity to you know sort of be that guy you know, with Manly fans, where he spent such a large portion of his career, it was just disappointing because it was great. I mean, I got to have like a long chat with Brent Kite, um, you know, about him moving on. Had a longer chat with Joe Nolivow, and um, and yeah, it would have been nice to get some fucking closure on the George Rose thing too. But you know, 
it is what it is. Now we move to Twitter. NS Bear China. Fuck. The, in brackets, very illegal satellite feed has gone here in Beijing. I've been waiting to see Ricky Martin all year. <laughs> uh, the Scarecrow 23. Can't believe I'm going to say this, but Manly getting raped by these refs. Hash, refs in decline. Jesus. Mr. Bowles. Could Maloney please teach Philip Rivers to do that? Hash, frustrated Chargers fan. Hash, forward pass. Hash, ref's fault. <laughs> I, I mean, until this weekend, though, Philip Rivers was actually exceeding his expectations for, for the season. and was actually playing all right, so I mean, settle down. Troy underscore 79. Canberra fan. That's bullshit. Manly robbed big time. Two forward passes for two tries, and Roosters not penalised using those blocking plays. Was there another forward pass? I, I can't... I don't know. I, can't. Uh, I mean, I, there was the obvious forward pass, right? I'm sure that the, the Guerra one... Yeah, probably wasn't forward pass. That was like no. one off the ruck. After a sensational tackle from George Rose, a sensational tackle to deny somebody going in pretty much under the sticks. Yeah. It was yeah, amazing. Yeah. Um, um, no, I can only remember the one, but... Yeah. Uh, at Declining D. So this is someone who barely ever fucking tweets us, but they've raised their head. At first, they started when Manly were winning. They, they sent a tweet into shit on you. And then, then when Manly got behind, they, they sent a tweet to shit on me. Yeah, so does this mean Glenn has to find a new co-host because Nate will be too busy crying in his Cooper's Ale after Manly's fuck-up? <laughs> oh, his Cooper's Ale can't... You know, have, we, have we spoken about that or something? I mean, like... Not that I can I'm remember. not really a brand-loyal person. I mean, like, I'll, I'll drink whatever you put You'll in front of me. you yourself out to anyone. I'll, I'll, I'll drink whatever's put in front of me as, as everyone who was around me. That time will testify. <laughs> the fact I had bourbon for the first time in 20 years because I had such a bad spew on it when I was 18. Magnificent. Um, and, yeah, as it turns out, bourbon doesn't make me... The, the smell doesn't make me want to spew anymore and neither does the taste because... um. Yeah, I must have had about a dozen of them. Um, Cruzy06. Queensland rejoicing as this may assure hash nine in a row because Pierce will be selected from this outcome. <laughs> Mr. Bowles again. Poor form from the drop kicks in the crowd booing Cherry Evans. You won. Just be ungr- just be happy, you ungrateful cunts. Yeah, I, I, I can't I can't take the high thing. ground there because if I was drunk and with a bunch of people doing it, I would probably throw some fucking Bronx cheers out as well. I saw someone slagging Cherry Evans on, oh, he didn't he didn't thank the Roosters. Guess what? He's a Clive Churchill medalist. It's not his fucking job to thank the opposition. It's his captain's job, who he did in his speech. Exactly. So, so shut up, cunts. Ben Skinner. He just gone hash, crowding, hash, hain for CCM. <laughs> Toto TV. There needs to be an investigation into this. Hash CC medal. I don't think there's... Statistically, I think Cherry Evans actually had better stats than the entire Roosters side as far as, you know, metrics like, you know, line breaks and stuff like that. So... Calm down. And, there, and it was really difficult to see who would you pick from the Roosters side. Maloney, if anyone, I think. Sonny Bill is just a Channel 9 fucking decision. Yeah, exactly. If Channel 9 had been the guys to select the man of the match, it probably would have went to Sonny Bill. It probably wouldn't have Let's went to Sam Burgess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, let's even fucking justify that one. I was just in the crowd. <laughs> um, Did some great work. Gareth's come back. Fucking awesome accent. <laughs> That's great. Um, <laughs> have you met me mum <laughs> it's got a very very well to do vagina despite the work it's been put through that accent's changed where's that from that's from oh. Wapshire whereas the other one was from just outside of Manchester wherever Johnny Doran's from some <laughs> shit place where they have, have really ordinary accents <laughs> I don't think you nailed any portion of that that's vaguely no. British Aussie 11198 that awkward moment when George Rose looks down at his runner-up medal and realises there's no chocolate inside. <laughs> Have you seen those pictures going around? Yeah. Yeah, there's been a couple of them. Some, well, I some thought more, of it. Some, the some second I so. saw it, I was like, I'm putting that on Twitter. And then I was like, 
fuck, like three minutes later, there's like Someone, five pictures. Yeah, right. <laughs> fuck, I thought I was being original. Yeah. Uh, Sweet Nighty B was one of Glenn's favourites. Uh, Hiku Haiku. There's too much crowding. We need Hiku to sort out all of this crowding. Magnificent. <laughs> <laughs> underscore Fluffy Fish underscore. There was no crowding. Fuck me and the fucking refs. Hiku, cuddle me. <laughs> and we got D McBriz. Bad luck, Nate. DCE deserves CCM. By the way, hair pulling, cheap shots, etc., etc. Continue to reinforce why the punch band sucks. Bay Bay BNC. Disappointing, but very proud of the team. Still hope SBW leaves them high and dry, though. Uh, Shane Aaron Elvis. Congratulations to the head of Channel 9 and that $1 billion. That's changing the game. Chapo, the creator. Tonight's game was a great encounter between two of the Giants and the NRL. Hash, epic grand final. That's actually like, that doesn't sound like he's serious. I mean, he was actually serious though because someone then called him on it and said, you're fucking taking the piss. He goes, no, I was... Wow. Yeah. He's like, oh, no, I did enjoy the game. Mup23. The person I feel worse for is BJ Lawrence. He would never have had to experience losing a grand final if he stayed at the Titans. <laughs> <laughs> Mup just basically smashed himself then. I mean, I know what he's saying. You know, the Titans would have been undefeated premiers, blah, yeah. blah, but I mean... <laughs> That guy's a cock. Yeah, I mean, there was th- tons and tons of tweets. So I just had to try and keep them to like a, a reasonable level. And, you know, given that we only had one game this week, I'd let a few more in there. And I uh, purposely tried to, you know, put some of the some of the gronky and manly ones. I mean, you know, at the end of the day, you got to be proud of the performance. This team was picked to finish out of the eighth by, you know, almost everybody except for me. And uh, so you've got to enjoy the season. It's been a fantastic season. And it's great playing all the way to the last week of football. <laughs> That is full time for episode 141. As always, you can interact with us on Twitter, so follow us, TWI League. And we're on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash This Week in League. So make sure you hit the like button, share our posts, all that good stuff. Uh, help us spread the word. iTunes, no new reviews this week. God damn it. The fuck is wrong with you people? When it comes to iTunes reviews, this is the week I realized that the audience just, just weren't there <laughs> physically or in a reviewing sense. Shut it up, you fucking asses! <laughs> I mean, we we do podcasts. We do podcasts. We 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 have we eat lollies. We we eat chocolate usually. <laughs> we definitely eat we, chocolate. We 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 drink diet coke or sorry, Coke Zero. And tap out energy drinks. Shut the fucking tap up up your fucking ass, Glenn. <laughs> <laughs> Don't even open the can. <laughs> what if I shake it up, put it in my ass, then open it? Yeah, just do do the reviews, you motherfuckers. Please. You didn't answer my question. What but was your question? What do you think? That, how how would that work? How would what work? If I like shook it up. Yeah. The tap out can. Yeah. Stuck it in my ass and then opened it. Well, you know what happens every time you try and open a tap out energy drink, it fucking sprays everywhere because for some reason they've filled them about twenty mils With more than they fifty percent carbonation. <laughs> yeah. And they, like, so I mean, I, I would imagine you'd have a very a very uh. You know, would, Unrelated. Have you got any tap outs left? Yeah, they're in the cupboard over there. Right, you can have one for the right, huh? I'm going to need a minute. All right, all right. <laughs> just want cool. to try this out. All right, you can have one. All right, cool. It's, it's, you know, just make sure you, you know, you take a take a chucks and some fucking spray and wipe in there so you can clean <laughs> the walls down of, you know, whatever happens after you fucking, how <laughs> do you tap out enema? Whew. How did we get here? That went to the dark. <laughs> it really did. How do we ever? How yeah. do we ever? On a happier note, tipping has been decided. 
basically got the two guys involved uh, in contact with each other on Twitter in the afternoon leading up to the grand final. I think it was when I was sitting at the league's club, so probably been two or three o'clock in the afternoon. And uh, they sort of went back and forth, a bit of banter and everything. I'm not sure if they came to the gentleman's agreement that I suggested that, you know, one of them definitely go east and one of them definitely go manly and let the chips fall where they may. Voodoo Rock was successful. So he finished on top, 144 points. Troy Schroeder then second, 143. Desi's Ducks, 142. Ben Diggity, 140. Boxcar Jason, 140. Um, then we go down from 6 to 13 we go down from 138 to 136 so you guys great job as well Dougie Big Dan Aussie 11198 The Real Jedi NZ Tiger Bendem Like Fui Fui Williams 277 and Animal NZ so uh, good job guys um, congratulations but of course most congratulations go to Voodoo Rock the tipping champion in what turned out to be a uh, you got to love a finish that goes right down to the last week good job and uh, shop. We still have some stock of the Revelation shirts, hats, and stubby coolers. So hit up thisweekinleague.com and go to the shop because we're clearing out the clearing out the Revelation shirts. Twenty bucks each. If you spend over fifty bucks on stuff, you uh you get, free get a free shit. you get a free shit. You get a free stubby cooler. And um, obviously there are more shirts to come. We'll probably get before you know, in time for Christmas. We'll probably bust out the undefeated one. People were asking about it down there in Sydney as well. Looks like it's definitely gone to the public support. Cool. Uh, got some other ideas in the mix as well. Um, and yeah, that's Twillies. it. It was actually yeah, Twillies. Okay, so uh, later this week, and we'll send it out on Twitter and Facebook, of course, the nominations for the Twillies are going to be out and the voting form is going to be open. What will happen is um, there'll be a link off our Facebook and our site and, uh, and Twitter where you can go and vote for your winners. And I think we usually try and restrict it to about four nominees for each category. There may be extra categories this year. We haven't decided yet. Um, you know, but all the favourites from, you know, the Twillies gone past will definitely be reappearing again. And, uh, you know, who will be the Gronk of the year? And a little bit of a listener survey to uh, improve the show. Exactly. Your, I mean, for your listening pleasure. Because if you've listened to the show since day one... You would you would realise by now there's um it's been a lot of fucking evolution in the show yeah even from year to year like even this year it evolved again into something different you know sure. like you know with the extra feedback and stuff that when people started sending us all that stuff so you know we're happy to incorporate things on the fly and see how they go and, and you'll have two weeks to vote for the Twillies because we're having a week off next week yeah we're gonna have a week off next week just because there's there's, uh, there's nothing much going on but we can do the Twillies a week after and then that will lead into the World Cup preview which the World Cup will start that weekend after that so um, it'll all work out nicely and that'll be our big uh, season finale as well so we can get some drinks on yes I might even have to crash either night yeah you'll have to because we'll get proper well, actually, I don't even know what proper is anymore because I've, I've, I've never drunk as much as I did on Sunday, <laughs> <laughs> and I stu- and I survived and I didn't spew, so I'm, I'm I'm pretty chuffed with that. Good story. It was it was great, and I'll just want to say thank you to the people who came out, um, you know, to meet me on um, on Monday, and uh, and the guys that uh, I got the limo with, uh, the guys I met at the Lee's Club, the people I met uh, at outside the bar there at um, at ANZ before the game. There was a, a steady procession of people, and. Um, I, I can't name you all because A, there's a lot of you and, and B, I'm bound to just forget one person and they're going to get cross. Um, I apologise. I couldn't spend as much time with, uh, with you know, various uh, you know, of you guys as, you know, you might have liked because, let's face it, there was a lot of guys. But I had a fucking blast. So everyone who was involved in that, thank you for a great weekend and I hope you guys had some fun Thanks too. Thanks for supporting the show and I'm sorry that you had to be subjected to Nate and not myself. <laughs> so I'm far easier on the eye. 
Yeah, and, I, and it's good to meet meet people, you know, like because Glenn, he's just he's just prepared to like just tag people as cockheads just to, just straight away. And it's good to meet a lot of you guys, and uh, and universally to the man and woman, not cockheads. I'll be the judge of that. <laughs> see you next week. Or oh, no, don't see you next week. We'll give you the information on the Twillies, and we'll see you the week after. <laughs>